Welcome, everybody, uh, to the first character episode for Stranger Damies Campaign 2. Um, thank you all for joining us. Um, as I said, um, in the world introduction episode, uh, we will be going through the uh, five uh, main playable uh, player characters um, and just sort of giving you a brief rundown of it. Um, don't have to go deep backstory, just like things to let you know... Um, you know, the decisions they may be making early on to kind of understand where some of that's coming from. Um, as um, I had told my players, you can reveal as much or as little as you want. Um, and if you want to keep things vague, it's perfectly fine. Um, so in the comments, no demands for I want to know more. Or, That's bullshit. They didn't say that. We'll get blocked and banned immediately um because this is supposed to be a little bit about mystery which is why i didn't go as deep as i could in the world introduction so just uh feel free to ask any questions you can get us at stranger damies if you have any uh questions after this episode airs um and uh, uh i will introduce our guest the uh first character um you know couldn't have anyone else who uh, amongst the group is extremely excited to start this new campaign um well, welcome, uh, Dan, who is best known for playing O'Craig and Bort. Hey, what's going on, Mark? Not much, not much. Um, like I said, you're the most enthusiastic um, going in for this. Um, so I thought, who better this, to get this off on the right foot, um, this part of the, uh, the little lead up, um, than you. Um, so first question before we get into the nitty gritty um, of character sheet stuff. Um, I just want to know, uh, going into this character creation, what did you learn from the past ones that you had done? Uh, well, I, I learned that I've been rolling characters incorrectly. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring that up, but since you brought it up. Yeah, I, I always thought you rolled a, a d20 for your stats, but apparently that's not the case. Um, whoops. But uh, what have I learned? Well, I, I would say I probably learned, even, and again, even though I, I rolled incorrectly, I went back and changed some things around. Um, I learned what was most important, uh, which stats were the most important to kind of build up. Uh, having played two idiots, I didn't want to do that again. So I wanted to... I, I wanted to make it as evenly balanced as possible. I think I did a pretty good job with my new character. Yeah, so uh, for those of you out there wondering, um, the correct way to roll a character is to, um, or at least what they say in the player's handbook, um, is you roll 4d6 and you take, uh, and you remove the lowest number, or the highest number if you want to be saucy about it. Um, you know, uh, I, I like doing the lowest number because at least for first-time players, I feel, or even, you know, not very experienced um, players, I feel that giving them the chance to have a higher number is better. Um, now, in some cases, you may want to have a low-numbered character, but uh, just wanted to let you know that you can go either way with it. Um, but it is recommended be that you do the 4d6s because the rule is you cannot have a uh, number higher than 18, um, to start. Uh, so three sixes would be 18. Um, so just because it leaves you a little leeway um, in terms of uh, adding and subtracting. 
Um, now, some of these characters, as you might go through, um, may have higher than 18. Um, and that's just if they were smart enough and rolled an 18 and then got an ability score increase at either levels 2 or 3 because these characters are all starting off at level 3. Um, as we had mentioned at the end of the uh, uh, campaign 1, I was starting you guys off so you weren't, uh, you know, very squishy. Um, so, you know, someone might might have put a point and got to 19 or had a couple 18s, you know. Um, but, yeah, nobody should have 20 at this point. So if, I will sniff that out if anybody does. Um, because it would be very hard to get up there. You would have to have... You'd have to min-max, and there's only one person in this game that would do that. Uh, so, um, without further ado, Dan, uh, what are your uh, six uh, ability scores? Okay, so uh, I have a strength of 13, a dex of 16, constitution of 19, which was an 18, but because of my race, I get a plus one to my constitution. So that's how you were saying before, you shouldn't have higher than an 18. Yeah. But uh, So I got a 19 there. My intelligence is 11. Wisdom is 15. Charisma is 16. Okay. So uh, no single digits. So uh, that does mean no negatives um, on the board, which is nice. Um, that is nice, yeah, because both of my last characters had negative intelligence. <laughs> Bort with his famous minus three. Um, yeah. Uh, not, not Bort. Oh, no, that was O'Craig. O'Craig had the minus three, yeah. Yeah. Because you rolled a couple negative in, in um, uh, uh, initiative rolls. Uh, oh, yeah. It was terrible. <laughs> so, um, uh, when you went about this with the scores here, um, did you have it in mind? Did you do a ranking system? of like uh where you wanted to go or did you pick the rest of the character first and see you know what skills fit the character like which way did you do it just by um sheer skill you want it to be high or something you felt after building the character should be high uh i kind of went into it with how i wanted my character to be in general okay so my and we'll, we'll get into it when we start the story, but I wanted my character to be a little bit more of a protector than an attacker. Um, so I felt it would be a good idea to have a little higher constitution uh, yep. and a higher charisma. Um, so I, I wanted it to be more along those lines, and, and it came out perfectly because my, uh, my armor class is 17, I have a decent amount of hit points. I, I think I have, what do I have? 30 hit points at the moment. Yeah. So my character is, he's not super tanky, but he has the elements of a tank. And I think Got it. further down the line, I can make him a little bit more tanky. Um, but we'll, we'll see how the story progresses, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So you already mentioned hit points. You're at 30. Uh, what's your AC? Uh, AC is 17. Okay, yep. Yeah. You're, you are building a nice tank there. Yeah. Um, so uh, with that in mind, um, what did you pick out for your armor? And I'm assuming you have a weapon and shield, correct or no? Uh, I actually don't have a shield. Oh, I okay. have uh, I have a variety of weapons, actually. Um, 
So I have, I, and I didn't want this. I didn't plan it, but the more I like, I created the character. I thought to myself, this looks badass. So I'm gonna try it. Uh, so my character has a six shooter, like a pistol okay. six shooter, uh, and a rifle for long range weapons. Okay. But he also has his gauntlets, which shoot. Uh, magical energy. So, okay. even if I run out of ammo, I still have my gauntlets. Yeah. And it, it's cool because it's almost. I I don't uh, how I'm portraying it. I I wanted it to be a. I did want it to be sword and shield kind of thing, but I the more I looked into it and my character's class only, I what was it? It only called for. Uh, uh, firearms yeah. and simple weapons as my proficient weapons. So I, I was like, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know how I feel about guns because having, having seen how fragile they are, they could be, they could be kind of uh, a pain to use in battle. But yeah. uh, I, I'm very excited for these. I, I, I named my weapons, and you, I, I went on a Reddit chat or like a reddit uh group board or what do they call it a thread <laughs> i sound so old how you uh, do fellow kids yeah hello fellow children um so i, I named my six shooter wits and i named the rifle reason and the reason the why i picked those number those names was in the group chat Someone said, you know, they, they named their guns that, and someone said the reason why, they said they always keep their wits about them, and everybody listens to reason. I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty badass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't I have like a that. name for the, uh, the gauntlets or anything. They're, uh, I don't have, I kind of have an idea for a story about them, kind of tied into my character's family heritage uh, and I'm explore. I'm, I want to explore that a little bit more. Uh, I came up with this idea maybe a week or so ago, because I was thinking to myself, well, why would he just have these magical gauntlets out of nowhere? But um, I, I, I will get into it, and I, I'm kind of, uh, it, it's a fledgling idea. Got it. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the things you can keep to your chest for now. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I like starting out this way because it gives our audience maybe guessing race and class. So um, without further ado, uh, Dan, please introduce your character, name, description, race, and class. Sure. All right. So uh, my character's new name is Baragon Bobinski. He is a human artificer. Um, I wanted to do a human because I felt that they... They lack certain things, but they're also very even keeled. I think uh, Mark, you said they're kind of like the Mario of D and D, where yeah. they're they kind of get these special powers throughout, but they're also just very, you know, they're very regular, um, very unassuming. So, uh, artificer artificer wasn't my first choice. I was planning on being a fighter room knight. But we all kind of got together and we were discussing our characters and one thing led to another and I I saw Artificer was available and again going off of the protector mode 
um, it just felt like it would make more sense to be the artificer. So uh, basically what the artificer does is he has the ability to imbue uh, just, you know, normal objects with magical essences. So uh, I, I was planning on doing... Um, again, I was going to do like a sword and shield kind of thing and and um, imbue those with the powers, but I wound, wound up using that on something different. I don't want to give it away. But yeah, I've, I've I have a couple of tricks up my sleeve for it. It's it's tough to get used to the artificer too. I'm looking over it and I feel like there's a lot of possibilities with this class. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can do a lot with it. Yeah. Um, haven't had much experience watching artificers or obviously playing with any. Um, so it'll be interesting on my end. There's a couple that you'll see coming up um, that I have not experienced much of, and I'm interested to see how you guys take them. Uh, uh, so. Um, I'm assuming there was a subclass with the, um, with yes, the artificer that you probably should have got at level three. Yeah, the uh, I, I went with the armorer okay. uh, subclass. Yeah, that makes sense. That that allows you to have heavy armor and all that, if yeah. I remember correctly. Yeah, the the proficiency in all armors: heavy, light, medium, and uh, shields. And one of the cool things about an artificer that I like, and I don't know if you specifically did this or. Not because my glance over your character sheet, um, you know, just uh, uh, showed that you are proficient in a lot of tools. Um, yes. So yeah. that that's weird because as I was reading it, essentially I can morph. Uh, as long as I have a, a certain set of tools on me, I can make it into any tool set I want. Yeah. And that'll be interesting to how that comes into play. And essentially, I'll be able to use pretty much anything tools-wise. Um, whether or not I'll be good at it, I think that's, you know, uh, we'll see. But it, it's cool because something in my, my last two characters never had the ability to use tools, uh, like Tinker's tools, Thieves' tools, Smith's tools. But um, yeah, it, it just adds a whole new level to the character and yeah. with role playing in general, I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm liking your setup here. Um, it's sort of, it's one of those weird serendipitous things um, that occurred this time more than last time. Is that you guys, without knowing the full breadth of the world I created, and you know, on that you know of just the continent of Olsaf, um yeah, you guys fit characters. You picked characters that fit in the world, um, without knowing much about it. Um, just a a brief rundown for those of you that that, that didn't listen to the first episode, and why haven't you? Um, his uh, Dan choosing an artificer fits into, and this will get us into our backstory as we're about halfway through this episode here. Um, uh, spent a lot of time in the Zordon Dominion. Um, which uh, their main thing is that they're uh, engineers, for, for lack of a better word. They use magic um, to either create um, tools and weapons and stuff like that, or to imbue stuff, which would mean an artificer would be not an uncommon thing in that dominion. So um, once you picked that, I was like, well, that was 
you know, he fit right into this world. Like, I wouldn't have to figure out how an artificer, you know, would come into this world. So, um, yeah, leading into that, Dan, um, just uh, um, did you... Um, and so let's go. I don't know. I probably cut you off. I apologize. Um, you know, uh, what's his basic look? And um, just give us the basic background um, for yeah, him. Absolutely. So... I based my character off of a very obscure Lord of the Rings character. Um, Shocking. Yeah, whose name is also Baragond. He he's from uh, the realm of Gondor, and I don't. The, the name just struck me, and what I'm kind of going for with this character is a very burly Russian type of looking guy. So he has like the jet black hair, the bushy beard. Uh, I, I'm not a young buck in this yeah. story i'm more of like towards middle age and there, there's a reason why it's uh I, I had always wanted to create a character because everyone always has that the young dashing character who there's so much angst and and drama in their life where i wanted my guy to just be almost like like this regular guy from the lord of the rings he's he had nothing to do with the war for the ring. He was just doing his job, protecting his city, and looking after one of the hobbits at one point. Um, if anyone out there knows who Baragond is, I, you know, I give you a lot of uh, a lot of kudos for that because he's he's only mentioned very briefly in the book. But yeah, I, I wanted to base it off of that guy, just a regular looking guy. Uh, so he, you know, he has regular uh, half-plate armor on. He's He's got uh, a backpack. He's got a place for where he keeps his bullets. You know, it's almost like a knapsack, almost. Um, just a very unassuming-looking dude. Um, and I'm planning on doing a little bit of an accent. I'm not great at it, but listen, no, no, none of us here are, are pros. But yeah, that, so I'm going for the. He's got a bit of a dad bod. Not again, not not your prototypical adventurer. Yeah, and um, yeah, and the last name uh, Babinski leads us into um, the area uh, where you were uh, born. We don't need to get into specific town names unless you want to. You can reveal that. But um, I had set up. Um, each land is essentially, um, uh, most of them are some kind of, uh, nationality or ethnicity or something like that, um, or ancient, um, civilization. Um, and you come from the Far East, you know, um, in the, uh, uh, land of uh, Far East of this map, not the Far East as in capital F, capital E. Right. Um. Uh, area over by the uh, realm of the cloud giants um, which is set up to be uh, very Russian um, a lot of the town names are Russian um, they have that very you know um, can't really read them type of uh, you know traditional Russian um, in fiction uh, story um, so uh, you didn't know that before making up the character. Um, was mm -hmm. there a reason uh, 
uh, and forgive me if you did say it in 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 that spiel there, and I just missed it because I was trying to picture your character. Um, but was there any reason that you um, chose Russian as sort of the last name there, or did or did you just like the rhyming scheme? I deeper than that. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the uh, the rhyme scheme. Uh, okay. You know, you, you got your Peter Parkers, your Matt Murdocks, your Baragon Babinskis. Uh, it just it just sounds cool. It flows well. I thought. Um, yeah, and I I like the idea of my my character coming from that area. A little bit of a a, a more hardy people. I'm I'm expecting. Um, did you want me to kind of give a little bit of like it tell uh, as much as points? you want? Yeah. Uh, so my my character is he's from that area from the the east part of the continent. Um, he moved around a little bit while he was younger, and he quickly found out he had a knack for uh, being kind of like a hired gun. Not he, he was never a part of anything. Um, as far as I'm expecting or I'm picturing, uh, Mark, we could always change this. But he was never one of those people to uh, do evil deeds. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't like a hired gun to like assassinate somebody. or It was basically just to, hey, you know, uh, I'm missing a family heirloom. Can you go grab this for me? I'm too old to get it. Sure, why not? So it was never anything along those lines. Uh, he does wind up linking up with another uh, character from our group and kind of becoming the a father-like figure, not not his father, but a protector. And he, this character that he partners with kind of gives him a reason to live because he winds up meeting someone and things wind up not working out and my character takes it pretty hard and yeah th this other main character that you'll come to find kind of gives uh baragon the, the the will to keep going um yeah and i i just i like this idea again he's just a regular guy going around offering his services not great at one thing but good at very many things uh comes from a family of regular people no one of high lineage or you know no one dirt poor essentially just uh, a working class family doing his thing and uh now if, for those of you that have uh, uh gone over to the main and seen the map that i posted with the um which we'll probably put in the instagram as we get closer to the stream um for you guys all to see um coming from the the uh realm of the cloud giants um over there um and we said that your background artificing put you through the uh Zordane dominion because you would have um you know not been able to do that um in, in the in the place you do end up at the end meeting the other character we'll meet um was there, um, do you have anything that you thought of in your backstory, and you could be as vague or as, as specific as you want with this, um, that he uh, did in his travels, um, as sort of, as he picked up uh, um, the artificing um, uh, during that time in the Dominion? Um, and then, I guess my final question 
um, unless I want to jump off anything you say, um, what led him to cross over to the other empire? Whew, those, those are good questions. Um, yeah, you don't have to reveal all of them, but in, you can in be terms, as vague as you want. In terms of what made him become an artificer, I think how I wanted to play it, or how I want to play it, is, again, uh, his parents, just regular working class people, or his father was, and I, I would say that while Baragon was out doing his adventuring with certain groups of people, he would have come across someone who gave him that kind of, who, who gave him that idea. Uh, it's not something that he just decided one day, yeah, I'm going to do this. It was something that maybe he traveled with someone who, who was also an artificer. And since he was coming into contact with a lot of normal everyday objects, he was able to quickly learn how that would help improve his adventuring. Um, and while that was happening, he was making more coin. So it was it was a win-win situation there. Um, but again, I, I don't think I don't think it's anything too crazy. Like he didn't stumble upon uh, across a uh, like a big time artificer, you know, like this. How a lot of times other characters might stumble up across a deity or someone someone who's like an ancient monk or anything along those lines. It, it wasn't a group of people. It was just, yeah, you know, maybe in his in one of the groups he joined, there was an artificer. Yeah. Yeah, and then, um, obviously, um, if you just want to keep it at that you uh, became the protector for uh, one of the characters in the game, feel free. But uh, what did any... In, in As you currently have constructed, and I, I feel that at any point you can add certain things to your backstory as long as it's not ridiculous. Um, you know, w have you thought of anything maybe specific that would have made him? Because um, without getting too deep into it, um, at the time you would have crossed over would have been like a really big deal to, you know, get across the Empire. It wasn't like free reign like it is when you guys are in the game right now. Um, so right. was there a moment or... Was it an opportunity, or what? Do, have you thought about that? Yeah, it, it was an opportunity. Um, a certain character's father was having an issue in their town, and my group was kind of called upon to help him. Um, my character goes, offers his service, and that's what helps him cross over. Uh, he and again, he winds up finding someone that he cares for deeply in that area, which causes him. It's like I, I'm, I'm going to hang up my my adventuring boots, yeah. uh, so to say. Uh, so it, it's essentially it's he's owed a big favor, and I guess the the repayment is allowing him to stay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, we'll get, uh, as we get into the campaign, you'll you'll start to learn uh, some of this history and stuff. Talk to the audience out there um, uh, that I haven't really filled in yet because I feel um, it's better to fill that in to both you and the party at the same time. 
Um, but if you did listen to that introduction, you know, there was, it was a lot of war between the two places. So, um, him once, meaning, uh, uh, Varagon, um, finally did cross over the hanging up the boots makes perfect sense because at, at that point, everybody would have probably been more weary in a sense. And he found a purpose and didn't need to travel for coin anymore. Um, and the, and the dynasty is a much easier living place than the dominion. Um, so, um, that's just a little me speaking the world into Baragon, um, there, but, uh, do you have any, uh, final words, um, uh, Dan here, anything you want the, uh, audience to know about your character? Do you want to tease the voice or do you want it to be a, uh, thing they hear on the stream for the first time? I'll leave it for the stream, um, just for right now. Okay. Uh, anything to add? Uh, I just, I hope I am able to portray the protector idea and feeling almost like, again, almost like a fatherly figure. Um, I, I'm hoping that that comes across. Uh, I, I know we joke around a lot on our, our podcasts and, and especially in our first story, we joked around a lot. Uh, not saying that I, I'm not going to joke around now, but I definitely want to come across as more fatherly, I'll say. Not that yeah. fathers can't joke, but you know what I'm saying. Yes, they're called dad jokes. Dad jokes, yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I gotta get a. I guess I gotta get my uh, a new folder set up with dad jokes or something. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I'm. I'm just. I'm excited to play this character. Like we said at the, the beginning of the episode, I feel as if there's so many possibilities with this class. Uh, and I'm eager to learn because you know you don't see many artificers out there yeah especially on, on other podcasts so you don't know how they act or what their whole their whole shtick is um, yeah. so I'm, I'm interested to kind of breathe life into a class that I haven't heard of really yeah, yeah. so uh, there you have it everyone um, First uh, character of Campaign 2, Stranger Damies here. Um, uh, Baragon uh, Bobinski, um, a human artificer. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, I like, uh, I like that we could have this conversation, um, unlike last time where it was essentially walking you through the player's handbook, you know, and, and to build the character because it was your first time building one, you wow. know, from scratch. So. Um, it was, it was, from my perspective, it was nice to hear all the stuff you already thought out and just, it just tells me, as I said, many times on talking to strangers, um, just seeing the growth and, um, thirst for knowledge of, of the game is, is, uh, you know, uh, makes my heart happy, um, for doing this. So, um, yeah, so tune in, uh, next week, um, we will have, uh, character number two um it will be uh anthony's character um so uh we will see if uh he's uh, somebody different or if he's the character connected to dan um you'll just have to wait to find out um since uh dan already teased um that he is connected to one of the characters um so tune in next time um we will uh go through it the same way here um, may or may not. I'm trying to keep these somewhere between a half hour, 45 minutes, um, or less in some cases. Um, uh, that's uh, um, 
you know, just up to the person. You know, we could have a 15-minute episode where they just do the basic thing that we did in the beginning and just go, have to tune in to find out about the backstory. So um, be aware out there. So um, for Dan, um, who will be playing the role of Baragon Babinski, and uh, I am Mark, your DM for this campaign. Um, we will see you next week. And is it Wednesday yet? <laughs>